This week's podcast brought to you in part by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash WDS to choose from over 85,000 titles for your iPod or MP3 player. Please. Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm Doug from Hoobastank. Hi, this is Josie Loren. Hi, this is John Bon Jovi. And I'm Richie Sambor. Hello. I'm Tommy Lee. Hi, this is Molly Bryant. This is Alicia Witt. Hey, this is Jennifer Love Hewitt. Hey, what's up? This is Kelly Clarkson. Hi, this is Julie Mann. Hello, I'm Phil Collins. Hi, this is Brandy, the winner of The Apprentice. Hi, this is Chelsea Hobbs. Hey, this is Lindsay Lohan. Hi, this is Joy Nordenstrom of Joy Romance, Inc. This is Alec Baldwin. Hi, this is Christina from Survivor Redemption Island. Hi, I'm Holly Jordison, creator of Make It or Break It, and you are listening to What Do They Say? Did you hear... Did you hear? 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 What do they say? Now you get to hear what Duvet has to say. Hello again, everybody. You are listening to the official podcast of the What Duvet Said Cultural Entertainment Digest found at whatduvaysaid.com. I am your host, Jason Duplissy, coming at you from Duvet Studios Southwest, here in the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles, California. And joining me, as always, is the man who will always choose love over love in the wild, your host, Robert Bob Duvet, coming to you from Duvet Studios Northeast. There you go. Nice. I think we should be more specific, Jace. I like how you took the bull by the horns. I am podcasting today from inside Grant's tomb. Wow. Uh, Who's buried in Grant's tomb? (laughs) I refuse to say. I refuse to say. You know, I've heard, and this might just be one of those internet rumors that started long before the internet, that actually General Grant and his wife are buried in Grant's tomb. So there's, there's there's actually an actual answer to that question. It's, uh, it's true. I'm uh, looking at the Wikipedia right now. The lovely Julia Dent Grant. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm snuggled up right next to Julia Dent Grant. Oh, how sweet. Cop a feel for me, would you? <laughs> oh, my God. Her breast just turned to dust. Oh, get out. Out, Rob, now. I'm so used to saying Duvet Studios South that it doesn't quite feel right to say Duvet Studios West. So I, th- I think the whole Duvet Studios Southwest makes rolls off the tongue a little easier. Does that mean that we're you're obligated now to adorn your your studio in some sort of uh, you know crystals and um, other New Age sort of paraphernalia? Oh, uh, see, Maybe I went... you should do this from a a girt. What's it called? A girt? A yurt? Yeah, a gert or a yurt. Sure, I could do it from a gert or a yurt. Uh, see, I, I went to uh, like Tex-Mex. I was thinking that I needed to hang up uh, those colorful blankets and and uh, ah yes, dried flags. chilies. Yes, exactly. In my gert, that would be Southwest and Northeast. I think it, it, you need to be uh, you know crabbing or something, don't you? <laughs> Isn't that what... <laughs> yes, I'm wearing waders right now as we speak. <laughs> What are you wearing, listeners? I want to know. Tell us about it. Send, send pictures! Us, send us pictures. Right. We haven't done one of those contests in a while. Uh, oh, yeah. 
Email us, whatduvaysaid at gmail.com, because your emails mean so much. You can find us on Facebook. Search for What Do They Said in your Facebook numbers. We got a lot of hits after our big guest last week, so thank you all you news listeners for coming back after listening to Survivor Christina, who was gracious enough to join us last week. You can also find us on Mevio.com, whatduvaysaid.mevio.com. We're on Stitcher on an iPhone app. You don't even need to download it. You can just stream it right there from your iPhone. Very exciting. Welcome those of you out in Rogue 2. Elton McManus and um, and uh, right and if you still want to contact us you can follow us on Twitter or send us a, a phone call send us a phone call call us Rob what's the phone number uh, it's 415-937-0445 Operators I wish we can get a number there's a number for a um, a car service out here in, in New York and it's uh, 666 6666 Wow. The car of the beast. Must be a hell of a car service. I think they have these great commercials. You know, I love – I wish all commercials were like those low-budge, you know, local commercials. Oh, I love local commercials. Yeah. What do you, what's the Don't one, you? I do. What's the one you're speaking of now? Is just this, the, this Carmel car service one. It's great. They, they do kind of like a – it starts with one guy kind of singing about the, you know, the benefits of their car service. And then as he walks down the street, like more people kind of file in. It's got like kind of like one of those sort of broadway sort of in the streets song and dance sort of thing. Oh, and right. then at the end, they, they usher the person into the car and it's the whole neighborhood and friendly staff waving as they leave. It's great. It's really great. I love local. There's a, there's a commercial that's out right now. I don't know if you've seen it or not. That looks like a local spot um, for a uh, – it's for some uh, extended stay or hotel or one of those places. And it's um, these incredibly white people walking down the street singing, we're not going to take it. And they're leaving going, <laughs> we're not going to take it. And they all join each other and walk down the street. And the, the, the hook of the spot is that they're not going to have to make coffee in their room. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> that's not, the big selling point? That's the big selling point. And uh, <laughs> but they're singing, we're not going to take it. It's so terrible, but I love it. It's like, it, it reminds me of local television, which I, I you never see anymore because of cable and, and everything that's happening. You know, if, if it's, it's either paid programming or syndicated programming, you, there's very rarely any local shows on anymore. And I, I used to love that. I loved like Saturday afternoon local programming with local tv shows and and stuff like that i was just I would watching watch yeah i would watch the commercials if they were all local commercials oh totally i i was just watching um on sunday which is my days that i do nothing uh few things uh grab me as much as uh um you know on the internet i think i've discussed this before the things that make me laugh but um i love watching um local news bloopers <laughs> Like when people on the local news screw up, right? They're all over YouTube. Mm -hmm. I watched I watched three hours of local news bloopers. Um, and let me just now that we're talking about it, let me just play you the audio of this one here. Check this out. Oh. Listen to this. Sweetwater police say they welcome some of the panel's recommendations, but money will be a key factor as to whether or not they'll be implemented. But one thing money can't buy is your mama. She's for free, and everybody knows it. <laughs> Robert Gilmartin, News Center Seven, Sweetwater. Uh, so. That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> I thought that was good too. But uh, anyway, it's it's hardly the uh, the devil's um, the devil's car service. Ah, the car service of the devil. Aye, the car service of the devil. Arr. Uh Do we have any guests today? 
Wow. We have uh, did you hear what happened yesterday? Uh that depends. A lot of things happened yesterday. Are you talking about the thing that happened yesterday though? I think it's the thing that happened yesterday. If you are like us, you know, ex expatch from the Bay Area, a big news in the sporting sporting world. Are you talking about the perfect game pitched yesterday in Pac Bell Park? Absolutely. Matt Kane, Park, whatever it is. San Francisco Giant. Clap, 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 clap. Very exciting. I did did you were you uh were you aware of it when it was happening or what was No idea. Yeah. No idea. I actually was getting off of a train late at night and I was went to Facebook and was just looking at my feed on my phone and everybody was, you know, celebrating the perfect game and I, we had a few friends that were even there actually. Oh, really? Um, yeah, mutual friends. Listener Pete was there. Nice. Listener Aaron. Nice. Yeah, so uh, it was a it was a big big deal. But in typical fashion, I asked, you know, I was like, "So, what was the game like?" And it was, you know, um, euphoria when he pitched the perfect game. And then afterward, right outside the ballpark, there was a huge brawl. Oh, of course, <laughs> people celebrating perfection by uh, you know beating the crap out of each other. I'm really happy. No, I'm really happy. Fuck you. I'm happier than you are. Hey, fuck you. Let's tip over this bus. <laughs> well, the funny thing is is here's how she knew that there was going to be a fight. Um, she said to her husband, she was like, "You know, we should get out of here. Um, this does this doesn't look good." And he's like, "What are, what are you talking about?" She's like, "Look, there's a bunch of guys over there taking their shirts off." <laughs> and I I I love that because that's – have you ever noticed that's the first thing that, that guys – like young guys do when they want to fight each other is they, they rip off their shirt. I, I can safely say that I've, I've always extricated myself from that situation before the shirt taking off ever happens. It's so easy to do most times, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you just see what looks to be uh, you know, a stir – and you just avoid it. You avoid the stir. There, there you know? are so I, many other places to go. It's I, I remember that scene in Repo Man where uh, there's a fight happening inside, and the the security cop is hiding. <laughs> Otto walks in. <laughs> what are you doing, man? He goes, "Hey, what are you doing? You want to be a hero, or you want to be a chicken man?" <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I'm a chicken man. I'm a chicken I am man. proud proud to be a chicken man. Absolutely. <laughs> there's nothing, nothing that I mean, short of you know my daughter in danger or the woman I love being threatened or, you know, or, or my parents yeah. in trouble that, that I would rise and, and battle about, except for perhaps maybe somebody who doesn't drive when the light turns green. That might be something that causes me to, I can see you. I actually, I can see that. <laughs> be, you. Be, I can see you scrapping over some car, car injustice. But I suppose that the, I don't think the the shirt taking off thing would be quite what I would go towards. Well, I think that's how you would alert that person that you're serious is by <laughs> Ripping your shirt off. Yeah, and they would just start laughing. Whoa, get a tan, dude. Whoa. <laughs> uh, it's good to be back. This is a, a back-to-back for us, which hasn't happened in a while. Yeah, it is good. I and love we're... your shirt. Oh, thank you. Tell the listeners what my shirt is. Jason's wearing a shirt today that says Plumus Eureka, and I don't know what Plumus Eureka means. Jace, what does Pl it mean? Plumus Eureka is a state park up in Northern California. Uh, up uh, near the Eureka area. So actually, if you could—that is a hipster shirt, man. You're wearing a hipster shirt right now. Oh, uh, see, I'm not wearing a hipster shirt. I'm wearing a shirt that uh, I enjoyed camping, and I needed a new shirt, so I bought this shirt. It's ironic. It's not ironic. The irony of it is that it's not ironic that I actually do enjoy Plumas Eureka State Park, and I love it because it's called Plumas Eureka. 
That is the new irony. Is 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 the irony being not unironic? So it isn't an irony. The absence that, of irony. The uh, is it ironic that we? This is what's not ironic. People who use the term ironic for saying things like, "Isn't it ironic that we were about to introduce our guest and we never did?" Oh, <laughs> yeah. There's nothing ironic about that, right? That's a, the poor use of the word. Right. That's uh, the that like rain on a on your wedding day. Yes. Should we introduce the guest? Have we kept the guest waiting long enough? Over by the green wall. Yes. Over by the, I don't know what the guest is doing in New York, but over by the green wall, we have, I mean, this is huge. We have third base from last night's game. Ooh. It's from the perfect game pitched uh, in San Francisco. Third base. Yeah, it's, it's, it sounded better when we, were, when we were discussing it earlier. Third base wasn't even trod upon last night. First uh. base wasn't even trod upon for that matter, but first base harder to get booked up. Book solid. People want to talk to first base. Oh, right. So, but we'll get the loneliness of third base, the I don't know, the hand down the pants. That's third base. That third base. The third, you know, the third base, I think, is probably going to say a, a, a stream of things like, well, it was a team effort. And, uh, you know, it's just good to get a W, however it comes. Right. The catcher. It was all the catcher. Yeah. I can't take credit for this. Third base won't take credit for anything. I don't think that, last night's game. So it wasn't even in use. Okay, well, I want to ask it though, because maybe I'll ask you first, because I know it's very busy. You know, I'm, I'm third base's mouthpiece. <laughs> I'm representing third base. All right, so to go back to the sexual innuendo of third base, what is third base to you? Yeah. Like, I've never quite learned what oh. the bases are. Can, can oh, I, you mean we were talking? This is not about. This is the other perfect game we're talking about. Right, the other perfect game. So in my, I've just sort of made up. I've never learned the rules, but I've sort of made up that getting to first base is kissing. Second base I thought, is. I thought first base was elbow tit. <laughs> I don't know, man. If that's if that's the case, then I've I've gone to first base every time I'm in line at McDonald's. <laughs> uh, the elbow tit king. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. But what do you think? Um, what do you think the bases are? What are the? Do, do people know what the? Is there an actual base hierarchy that is known, or is it just all hearsay? Well, let's 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 review the bases, right? So, uh, first base, I would say is um, maybe some making out, some petting. Well, I don't think petting comes into. it. I think just kissing. I think being able to just kiss the girl is getting first to first base. base. Yeah, I don't think you actually get so, to touch any anything with a hand or elbow. I don't think that goes that goes anywhere. Okay, so then second base would be getting a, a handful of sweater meat. Yes, <laughs> that was what I would believe would be happening. Not with the elbow, but with the hand. With the hand, yes. Yeah. Uh, now, is it uh, on top of clothing or be beneath clothing? Uh, I think anytime you get your hand on near or above then that is second base i think actual physical contact without you know with consent is second base i think i'm gonna install a hand on my elbow so that i can get better elbow tit yeah that's a pretty good move well that's a little surreal okay so we got uh, okay sweater meat um and uh that's second base so third base it would seem would be uh Going down and uh, and exploring the Forbidden Garden. Yeah, I think that would be that would see. That's what I would think too. I mean, what else would there be, right? I think kids now probably have different a whole different 
base path in mind because I'm sure like we're we're referring to a more like you know a gentler time right when the bases meant that but now it's probably like oh like you know first base is like you know sexting pictures of your you know thing to the, to the girl or something like it's probably there's technology involved I'm sure uh, it's, yeah this but I want to go back to the elbow <laughs> <laughs> Yes, please do. God, there's something about that elbow tit, you know? That's such a... a little elbow elbow tit? Yeah, a little... It's so el- creepy. It's, if you think about it, right, it's pretty creepy. It's very uh, much like uh, what you see going on in the subways of Tokyo. <laughs> right, but for some reason I get a picture of me, like, in the cafeteria at, at, at high school, like, mm-hmm. go, like talking and, and, and going, ooh. Wow, I was a horny, desperate, desperate kid. <laughs> In high school. Uh, it doesn't have to stop in high school, James. <laughs> well, that's, I think that's the last time I ever dared to do something quite so stupid, like so desperate to feel anything. I'm like, oh, I'll try this. And now I'm just so desperate to feel anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, enough about uh, we don't even need to talk to third base then. Send him home. Um, yeah. Get it? Get it? <laughs> Reva, get rid of third base. <laughs> uh, is there any news? Start spreading the news. Ooh, ouch, ouch, ooh, ow, ow. No, you don't like that? Uh, no. Hey, are you a Frank Sinatra fan at all? I am, actually. I, yeah, I like, I like Frank Sinatra. Uh, do you like that, Frank? <laughs> Sure. Actually, that's probably the Frank I like best. Oh, uh, really? The Joe Piscopo Frank? <laughs> yeah, I like the when he's yeah, kind of more you know talk sings the lyrics. I can't even listen to that. It's oh, I can't really? even do it. Yeah, yeah. But truth be told, I'm more of a Dean Martin man. Yeah, I can understand that. I just watched Dean Martin on uh, again on the YouTube because I can watch YouTube on my um on my uh, TV my Direct TV box. That's why I could sit and watch oh, it for three nice. hours. Were you but, watching the, the roasts? Oh, I watched the roasts once. Those were great. But this was something on the Dean Martin hour. It was Groucho Marx, Raquel Welch, and Dean Martin. I, I couldn't pass that up. I was like, what the hell is that? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's like the Holy Trinity. Yeah. Amen, bro. Uh, <laughs> so that's pretty good news. Any other news? <laughs> yes, we've got some news. All right. So I don't know if you even care about this. And you probably shouldn't. We have so much to talk about today, Jason. I've started watching a, a new stupid show in addition to the stupid show that you charged me with watching. Oh, God. We'll get into that in a moment. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm reminded of listener Dave who said, why do you spend so much time talking about shows you don't like? Because <laughs> uh, somebody asked you, listener Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. So did you know that Chris Brown was injured in a bar fight with Drake's entourage over Rhiannon last night? I did not know that, but I'm hoping that Chris Brown ended up on the bottom of that dog pile. Uh, he did get a nasty gash in his chin, but this is the best part. Okay, so Chris Brown lately has been uh, uh, kind of placing himself in the same clubs as Rihanna, and Rihanna, who he famously beat the shit out of uh, not that long ago. Yeah. Um, and now it appears that you know their their love will not be denied. You know what I mean? So it's, and people are up in arms with the, the very idea of you know her and him being back together again. I say, ah, they deserve each other. 
Uh, sure. Okay. I don't know anything about so, Rihanna. I, actually, I don't know anything about either of them except that of that incident. Yeah, I mean they're, they're popular singers, whatever. Uh, Rihanna's been in the news lately because people think she's going off the deep edge and she's partying and drinking too much and blah blah blah. But that's not what I found interesting about this story. What I found interesting was they're at a trendy Soho club, right? And so there's there's pictures of you know the trendy Soho club, and it's like people are dressed to the nines, right? Women are wearing you know these really short but you know beautiful dresses, and the guys are all dressed up, and then this fight breaks out and what they start doing is they everybody starts throwing bottles at each other okay big bottles of bub go launching across the trendy soho club and you know people are like you know hiding under tables and running for the exit and i just think it's just so funny like how people in these swanky or like want to be put themselves in these you know swanky situations only to behave like a bunch of animals yeah yeah it's just so so funny to me it's like yeah i go to the trendy club i get my hair did and i get all dressed up and i'm wearing these you know foolish heels and and then i'm just gonna go to a place where people are throwing bottles at one another (laughs) it's no different than being at like you know the the Bar and Blues Brothers, where there's like chicken wire. They should put chicken wire around all the VIP booths. Yeah, I was. I just bought a new electric razor uh, because I hate shaving, um, and uh-huh. I was thinking that uh, I wouldn't even shave if I knew I was going out to a place where I would be throwing bottles at people. You know, let alone right. get my you know? hair did. Why would you? <laughs> no, <laughs> let alone get your hair did. Now that's this. It always cracks me up. Like we're supposed to like be envious of. The, the lives that, you know, people that hang out in trendy Soho clubs live. But in, in reality, it's no different than hanging out at McGee's on the corner. It is no different than hanging out at McGee's in the corner. And the only difference is that the the people who are there. But who cares, right? I don't, I you know, I, I don't care. I don't care about anything yeah, anymore, I, Rob. That's my problem. <laughs> uh, I love it. So yeah, there we there we go. Oh, here's another one. This one's from the New York Post. Mm. I like this. Oh uh, uh, yeah, this was sad. Actually, I'd heard about this before seeing the actual article. Oh. So the title reads "Men Gone Mild." <laughs> oh no, these are people who are basically- aren't throwing bottles at each other. No, basically, there's a the new trend in bachelor parties is a. Uh, an emphasis away from what we would consider the traditional bachelor party, which is like, you know, you round up all your buddies, you go to Vegas. You sit around an apartment in Walnut Creek and watch a videotape of Evil Worst Knievel. bachelor party ever. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, listener Alan. No. Who was in charge of that? I, uh, I, list- want, I want to do not a shout out, but a call out. Uh, this is <laughs> Listener <laughs> Allen. Yes, Listener <laughs> Allen was in charge of it. Oh, I love Listener Allen. I can't call him out. No. That was the worst bachelor party ever. <laughs> uh, it was. But okay, so, but like a traditional bachelor, that was my bachelor party, listeners, in case you were wondering. Sat around an apartment <laughs> in Walnut Creek while uh, listening. No wonder you're despondent. Yeah, geez. I never got my bachelor party. Oh, God. At the very least, you should have got elbow tit that night. I didn't. We didn't. Even, we even rented like a a dirty video. Then we rent like Playboy or something, and we never even watched it. Oh my god! Just watch that evil can evil video. I'm oh. getting annoyed just thinking about that. Okay, but what would be a traditional bachelor party? I'm I'm confused because I've never I've never done one. Well, 
you know, in, in, in the story, they list things like uh, strippers. Oh, uh-huh, yeah, strippers. Going to a steakhouse. Going to a ste- steakhouse, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, like that. Okay, let's, uh, we'll take it in context. So you round up uh, 10 of your best buddies. Okay. You get on a plane. You go to some place like a sinful place like Vegas or uh, New York City or even Los Angeles, right? Sure. And you go to a, you go to a steakhouse. You get a big red meat. Filled with red meat, you have a bunch of you know drinks and you know toasts and whatnot, and then it's off to uh, the Seventh Vale there on Sunset Boulevard. Not a sponsor, right? Yeah. Okay. Sure. I, I, and, I can uh, imagine that happening. Sure. Yeah, comforting. You make it rain on some some ladies. Yeah, you get a lap dance. Get the yeah, maybe a tug job. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> do they do that? I'm so terrible at this sort of thing. I wonder if the strippers charge for elbow tint or if that's just gratis. Well, I think if you do that inside elbow thing, then you kind of you can fake it. Ah, exactly. And if they call you on it, you're going, "What? That's not elbow tip. I've got fat forearm insides." <laughs> so yeah, so you know the tra- you know the traditional bachelor party. They made a movie about it called The Hangover. Oh yeah, I, I know the traditional. Yes, I, I'm I'm playing dumb to get I'm playing the calypso, Rob, to get you to tell me things. Dale. <laughs> uh, so what? Uh, the, the, these men have gone mild, though. Yes. So the new trend in bachelor parties is the, they get the guys get together and they go for uh, you know a weekend up in maybe uh, you know out, out in the country or Walnut Creek, and uh, you go for a hike. Oh. Maybe you do some barbecuing. Um, you know, go skeet shooting or something like that. Um, we, we, you know, just a weekend with your bros. We hiked at your bachelor party. Do you remember that? No. We did. We went out to some place <laughs> in Reno and we walked. I think we, we like went out there, we got there, and you were like, I'm not doing this. And we stood for a little bit in this sort of, uh, you know, rustic, outdoorsy area. Uh, and I have we, no recollection of this. Uh, yeah, we all stood around on a bluff for about, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes trying to decide whether we were going to actually do it or not. But anyway, yeah. Did we? we I chose uh, not, I would guess. Well, I think what it was is there was like a, a little sort of nature trail and then there was like an actual hike. And then we, we got a little bit up there and you complained most of the way. Uh, and then I think we turned around and headed back. That's that's my memory of it. The, any of our listeners? It was my who... special day. <laughs> Your special weekend. We were there for a long time. Ugh. I know. I just remember I, when you say hike. I just remember hiking around some of the the worst bottom feeding casinos I've ever been to in my entire life. I don't even remember the casino part of your. I have very, very tiny memories of your bachelor party because I was, of course, up for 24 hours before I even arrived at the first location of your bachelor party. I hadn't slept for 24 hours when I showed up and I'd driven all the way up to Reno from L.A. Wow. Wow. You're a trooper. Yeah, I I make the effort. that's That's a friend, listeners. Yeah. Thank you. Will you be my friend? What do they say to gmail.com? Because your emails mean so much. Uh, so they're going at Bob Duvet too on Twitter. Right. We love, we love Twitter. It's just such an easy way for us to communicate. Yes. Listeners. At Bob Duvet. At sign B O B D U V E T. Um, so they're, 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 they're basically they're doing the sideways bachelor party. Is that what's happening with men these days? Yes. 
Yes, but no strippers. And it was funny because now I know where I heard, I heard about this. They were talking about it on The View this morning. I happened to catch a bit of The View. And in typical fashion, of course, um, Elizabeth Hasselbeck said, well, if my husband went on a bachelor party like that, uh, I wouldn't even have gotten married to him if he went on the, the traditional bachelor party. Oh, please. And I'm like, really? I think my wife wouldn't have married me if I went on a freaking – hike with my buddies <laughs> Ugh, my ex-wife called remember that she called like a couple times she's so annoying at my just bachelor to see, party just to see, make sure we were watching uh the evil knievel movie <laughs> sure we were watching the evil knievel movie yes and sitting around waiting waiting for a delivery that never came um oh yeah now it's coming back to me yeah god yeah. It was yeah, we just were in a an apartment. And I didn't I do remember we ventured out to downtown Walnut Creek, didn't we, to find a bar to have a drink in? Uh did we? I don't remember that. I remember that And it felt like your bachelor party was midweek too, for some reason. No, it was, <laughs> it was on, on it was week. on the weekend. I remember that uh listener Matt and I flew down and we arrived or we flew up. Uh yeah, we flew up and we arrive at SFO and we get off the plane and nobody was there. And we sat at the airport, we like bought a beer and sat at the airport for like 45 minutes before anybody came to pick us up. And then we went out to the the apartment in Walnut Creek. And then our host, the fellow whose apartment, you know, it was or that we were staying in, uh -huh. stayed most of the time in the other room playing some video game, some like online world video game. Well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go play a little bit. And then, yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. Let's do a do-over. Okay. All right. Let's do a do-over. Reva, Reva, Jason's bachelor party. Get, find us a steakhouse. <laughs> Let's go for a I hike. Steaks. <laughs> steaks and strippers. Stat. Yeah. Get us a nice hike somewhere. Um, uh, so, uh, well, I, I wonder... I wonder about bachelorette parties, though, because I believe that bachelorette parties are far more decadent than bachelor parties ever are well i think that's just we've talked about this on the show we've chronicled the demasculation of of men everywhere we're and this is just further proof we, we are we are the demasculation of men i believe <laughs> this this is its sum total listeners. <laughs> you've tuned into this you've found rock bottom <laughs> but I remember there was a friend of mine uh, who got married, a, a woman who got married several years ago, and they had like a scavenger hunt bachelor party where they had to drive around and do all these these things like that she had to take her top off at a public place. She had to kiss uh, an underage boy uh, and get her picture taken with him. She had to, like, there was all these things that she had to do before the night was over in this sort of scavenger hunting thing. And these were just the things that she told me. There are things she's like, I, there's things I can't tell you. And I'm like, whoa, okay. Um, wow. Did it involve a furry? <laughs> I just saw, <laughs> I don't know if it involved a furry, but I was going to forward you the other day. At, uh, somebody posted on Facebook, a, a some, my little pony plushie. <laughs> <laughs> That was with the yes with the with the uh, where you insert the hand yes well where you insert your hand yes <laughs> <laughs> oh lord oh lord so what do you think men acting like little bitches <laughs> say <laughs> for their bachelor party is that a Shocker! I'm gonna say that's not a Shocker! 
with you. Well, I also feel like that women just lord over men nowadays. And it might have always been that way. And that's why men were so overly macho, pretending that they had some control over women. But I, mm. I would be terrified, frankly, of of even venturing anything that might slightly resemble me. I would never elbow tit a woman nowadays. I'll say that much because I wouldn't want to yeah, you can get arrested for that. Well, yeah, I would get arrested for it. Yeah. But first of all, it kind of grosses me out. Um, but yeah. the, um, but I would think if I were about to get married to a woman, I just, I, I don't think in this world of Facebook and clickies and anything like anything that even looks slightly like I'm involved in something, whether I'm being chased or not is going to get back to my betrothed, you know? Yeah, it'll be posted in some fashion. Like, oh my god, I can't believe. Do you know what Jace tried to do? Yeah. Tried to elbow tit. <laughs> See us there in line at McDonald's. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, let's move on. Okay, moving on. This is uh, this is actually yeah, this one has some uh, roots close to home. Okay. So I was coming across this on Yahoo News. And it's an expose on – and this, the title reads, House Hunters, yes. subjects say it's fake. House Hunters – I'm sorry. I'm preparing a kettle. Could you repeat that headline to me? So you know the show House Hunters, right? We had a friend of worked on House yeah, Hunters. Yeah, we did. We had a friend of on House we Hunters. We did. They found the house they live in on House Hunters. I've been there many times. So, uh, yeah, this, this is a person um, that participated on the show. Bobby Jensen is the person's name, okay. and uh, says, "Yeah, the whole the whole thing's fake. It's a big room. It's fake. Reality TV's fake. People. What? Do you mean they don't? People. Wait. We we know two people who did realty and went and found a house and live in that house. So how is it fake? Except for the well, fact that we knew that the, <laughs> the person who we know <laughs> was a producer on the show <laughs> and worked for the network." Well, the, be- <laughs> Because the houses usually they, they shoot it, – it's made to look like it's shot over a weekend of, of people looking at houses. But in reality, the house they, – they don't air it unless the house has been closed on. And so the people have to have – they've already picked out the house. The rest of it is they're just showing them houses that are either uh, friends' houses you know, that, that work in the construct of what they're looking for and what they're not looking for uh-huh. or houses that they're, they're not, you know, they're not being shown. They're actually just, you know, okay, we're going to take you to this house and, uh, you're not going to like it. Oh, I see. <laughs> so the, the, I see. So the outcome is, is foregone. Um, it's foregone. Yeah. It's already, there's no, you know, on the, in real timeness to it. And, they uh, yeah they basically you know shoot it over a long period of time, and so yeah it's all big big ruse. Um, so I thought it was real too. My wife's gonna be bummed when she hears it. <laughs> really? She loves House Hunters. Oh yeah. I was interviewed by the the uh, this same mutual friend who used to work for the that network um, for a show when I first moved into my my apartment, not this place, but the place I lived in before. Uh, there was uh-huh. like a uh, a show that the hook was that they could take a room and make it multifunctional. So, I mean, that was the whole idea. Like, take one room and make it make two space living spaces out of it. So, 
I was like, I want this room to be my daughter's bedroom, but I also need an office for my computer because I only have one room here. So can you do that for me kind of thing? So they came out and interviewed me and they thought I was really interesting. They thought my daughter was really interesting, um, but they, they didn't care about the story. <laughs> like they didn't think that was all that interesting. Like they, well, okay. Like there, I didn't have anything. This is always happens to me whenever I, I audition for reality TV. I don't have a sort of overlying stake in it that makes it important enough for people to watch on TV for me, for them to root for me really, because I'm just a normal guy. I'm no underdog, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm just like, yeah, I mean, I have this room and it would be great. It's like, okay, well that's not good enough. We need you to have lost your job. You know, will your daughter come on and, you know, be, be crying and miserable? No, she, I have a cool kid. So no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> okay. So we need you not only to lose your job, but in an effort to pay your bills, you also have to uh, sell your child into slavery. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all the, that, I mean, that's the, the falsity of reality TV is that they're, you know, the, you have to have something that the person in the show can solve for you. Uh, otherwise, there's no, there's no, there's no drama. There's no story to it. So yeah, they're useless. Yeah. So obviously, you know, but you can't base your show on that having a good outcome because what's, you know, what's the guarantee that you're actually going to find a house? You know, that's why you, <laughs> you can't have a show every week gambling that somebody's going to have a house. So. Yeah, exactly. So much can go wrong. Well, you bring up an interesting part uh, point earlier. You said you know you're you see yourself as an average guy and somebody that people would want to root for. And I think when we talk about our show, I I, I feel like the the big absence is of the average guy in a lot of these shows that we've been following. So we'll talk. Remind me, Reba. Remind me. To mention that when we talk about our get into the other section of this very oh, show. Yeah. hey hell I pay the price that's my average guy line nice. I'm just it's a very average man with an average life I work from nine to five hey hell I pay the price come on you're with me right come on I'm savvy so check it is this reality TV uh, being uh, less than real is this a no it's not a and in fact I, I i it's so not a to me that i this, this story bores me rob <laughs> uh, move on then here's one that won't this story comes from your los angeles times oh hey la times hey ho hey ho hey uh ho hey ho let's go you know that uh that the america needs Pizza in vending machines coming soon. Pizza in vending machines. How could that be any good? Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, I live in the land of pizza out here, and even the worst slice seems to be better than the best slice in San Francisco. Uh, I would believe and, that. And, uh, yeah, I, I, would, I would shudder to buy my pizza from a vending machine when there's so many places that just hand you a fresh, hot slice not in a vending machine. Yeah, yeah. Well, where are these vending machines being placed? Obviously not on the streets of New York, right? It says uh, it's a huge success in Europe, especially in Italy. Wow. Well, what do the That's Italians funny. know? Yeah, it's true. It's not like they invented pizza. They didn't invent the pizza that we know as pizza. No, they have this other – it's mostly like bread, right? Their, their pizza? 
I don't know. I just know that America did everything first and best, right? America. <laughs> America. Uh, yeah. So anyway, look, keep keep your eyes peeled, folks, for pizza vending machines, and then somebody try it and write us and tell us how it is. I will not pass judgment. I've been watching this show called, um, well, there's two shows now that I think of it, but one's uh, called Fast Food Mania uh, on a network called Destination America, which visits all these fast food stores, and it shows how food can be prepared quickly. Why, you know, they have these ovens that, like, cook things in, not microwaves, but they cook things quicker than regular ovens. They get to this ridiculous temperature and go up. So, you know, there's these pizzas you can buy at your grocery mart that are pre-made pizzas or even, um, you know, Papa John's or something like that. You can go buy a pizza that they prepare, take it home and put it in your oven. And that's mm -hmm. the same as cooking it as a in a pizza oven, more or less, kind of. So I would think if kind you of. could actually, if someone made a good pizza, like, or, or, you know, with their good dough and their good cheese and their good sauce, and it was just sitting there waiting, and then you pushed a vending machine button and it cooked it quickly for you, then I think that that's a viable pizza thing, but I bet that's not what's happening. I don't know. I I've lost interest. I lost interest in this story about five minutes ago. <laughs> well, uh, you gotta love a show where the people hosting it aren't even interested in what they're saying. I didn't care about the house hunters thing. You don't care about this pizza thing. What about you, listeners? What do they say at gmail dot com? Because your emails mean so much. They just care about us. That's what I love about our listeners. <laughs> they want to see us succeed. <laughs> All right. Well, is there any more news, or have we have we have we? Yes, one last one. This one, I promise, you'll be interested. Okay, in. well, let's hope so. <laughs> so, uh, AshleyMadison.com. Do you know what that AshleyMadison.com is famous for? Uh, isn't that the website for people who are in married relationships go searching for people to cheat with other married people? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Indeed. Indeed, it is. And so they just released their findings. And uh, and it's the, interesting because they have a AshleyMadison.com reveals the typical cheating husband. Oh, yeah. So uh, here it is: a dating site for married people looking to have affairs, as Jason stated. And uh, the typical cheating husband is typically in his forties. He's been married for over ten years and has two children over ten years old. Hmm. So those are the the hard stats. And then they round up. The occupations where these uh, typical cheating husbands are most likely to be, you know, <laughs> congregated. <laughs> right. Any any guess on what the uh, the top? The top top profession. Um. Well, didn't you just tell me what they are? Well, I didn't. I just told you that they're in their forties. They've been married for over ten years, and they uh, usually have two children over ten years okay, old. Okay, so you're looking for what area of the country? I, I'm missing what I'm what I'm supposed to be no, guessing. Uh, what, what, Profession. Oh, profession. Yes, I'm sorry. Uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to narrow it down. Is it blue blue collar or white collar? It's uh, we'll go with white collar. White collar. Um, uh, executive or executive or desk jockey. Um, a little bit of both. Um, okay. Um, pro public sector or private sector? Uh, public sector. Public sector. Um, so then, uh, they're congressmen. <laughs> no, it, oddly enough, it's IT slash engineer. So, uh, techies. Oh, really? Yeah. 
And then financial industry coming in a close second. Financial and industry. And then uh, education mm -hmm. would be, uh, you know, the teachers and whatnot. And then doctors and, and lawyers. I, I would think lawyers would be much higher. And what about podcasters? Where do they where do they land on the list? <laughs> we might fall under that IT uh, <laughs> umbrella. I don't know. Hey, I just want someday, Rob, can we at, at the What Do They Show release our findings? <laughs> yeah, I think let's get on that, actually. <laughs> Tune in next week and Jason and I are going to flip the Ashley Madison survey on its ear with our findings. I just want to release our findings. I just like to say that. What do they said releases its findings? <laughs> oh, I, 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 smell, I smell a new segment. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Uh, well done, sir. Well, okay. Do you know what the typical cheating married woman, what what she's oh, made oh, up of? Oh, yeah. That, I actually was wondering that. No, Besides sugar and spice and everything. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Can I? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna guess as well. I'm gonna say she's probably in her 40s as well. Yes. Mm, it says here she's in her 30s, married for five years or less, and has a daughter. What? Under three years old. Huh. Yeah. Very specific. That is very specific. <laughs> Interesting. She must be married to like a guy in his 40s then. Yeah, but then where are the other two kids? <laughs> That's a good point. I don't know. Maybe it's their second marriage. I don't know. This doesn't add up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. Well, no, I guess the cheating husband doesn't necessarily have to be with a woman who's cheating on, you know, a cheating wife. I think the, the yeah. woman is remaining faithful and then the husband cheats. Uh, and then... I think the rules are there are no rules. Right. <laughs> good point. But, uh, yeah, she's likely a teacher or stay-at-home mom or work in the medical industry. I love that. It's just so random. Yeah, she's a teacher or she stays at home or she works in the medical industry. <laughs> yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah, it's interesting. I was actually talking to um, a, friend, a, a mutual friend of ours who's having tr trouble with her. Uh, they're, not, they're not actually married, but they're like uh, Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. Like they've been together uh, so long yes. that they've they, – she they pretend they're married whatnot feels just like marriage. yeah they own a house together uh and uh they've um she's helping raise his kid like he has a kid from a former marriage and and whatnot uh -huh. um but he has been cheating on her and she's like she she's like in love with him and she doesn't know what to do about it and whatnot and she's all but it's so hard i, I just i, I want to leave him but we're living in the same house together and i, I go well you know this, why don't you kick him out she says well i can't kick him out tonight he's staying at his girlfriend's house i'm like what <laughs> like i don't understand like to hear that phrase come out of somebody's mouth like w if you ever hear somebody here's a hot tip <laughs> for all you female or even male listeners out there yeah <laughs> jason's hot tip jason's hot tip if you're in a relationship with somebody and you're waffling on whether or not to stay with them or not, if the phrase exits your mouth, well, he's at his girlfriend's house. <laughs> yeah. I think I think it's time to pull the plug on it. He should not have a girlfriend if you're married to him. That's that's my advice. All I know is that from now on, if I meet a woman in her 30s, that's been married for less than five years and is a teacher. I am running for the hill. <laughs> yeah, if she's got a kid under three, forget about it. Yeah. Forget it. Jeez. Trouble with a capital T. Totally. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, good. And Ashley Madison. Ashley Thank Madison. you for releasing those findings. Now, the, the Ashley Madison. Science for an Ashley Madison. <laughs> they, their, their website, though, is for 
married couples who want to cheat with other married couples, right? It's not a site where single people can find married people who want to cheat, right? No, they eschew that, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. They're not that sorted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so the AshleyMadison.com findings, is that a... Sure. Why not? <laughs> okay. Well, that was a humdum, humdrum news store section. Hey, what's that? At least we, at least we did it. Yeah. <laughs> at, least we're, at least we're making an effort here, people. <laughs> <laughs> oh man don't you remember the salad days of this show Jace? no <laughs> all the effort all the effort that went into entertaining our guests well i think it's uh, i think we do um we do pretty well you never know i think, I think that's kind of like a different way yeah i think it's we're kind of like the the perfect game pitched last night that you you kind of keep watching because you you're you know that sometime something's gonna happen yeah but it's kind of boring too because not much happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's write that as a review no. on iTunes. <laughs> There's not a lot of scoring. Hey, speaking of boring and not a lot of scoring and not much happening, did you? Uh, I, I'm guessing that you took the assignment and you watched Love in the Wild this past week. I did, boy. And I, the, the funny thing is, I forced my lovely wife to watch it with me, mm -hmm. and. I've never seen somebody embrace the sport of basketball quicker than when I switched <laughs> when I switched channels. <laughs> and all of a sudden, she went from like complete silence and kind of futzing on her phone to, "Oh my god, that was a great pass!" <laughs> <laughs> Keep it here. This is exciting. <laughs> what did? Okay, so give me your take that you you missed the the pilot episode but i assume or the premiere i, I have a feeling i missed nothing i'm just gonna go on on the record as saying i probably missed nothing no but you, they showed you what you might have missed in the opening credits there the previously yeah yeah you know this is the point now i'm gonna remind myself thanks for nothing reva um <laughs> i'm gonna remind myself my point being with this show as with many of these shows is they get a, a, a bunch of you know what people would a society would consider beautiful people together mm -hmm. and as if that in itself is interesting to watch yeah and it is and the reason why it isn't is because these people you know beautiful people are rarely interesting i found even celebrities you ever hear celebrities interview they're they're really kind of uninteresting once There's... they stray too far from their project you know very few have personalities right and well, on this show, mm -hmm. I could see these beautiful people trying to have their personality, you know, or define their personality, like that horrible soccer player Ben with the, the accent. Oh, and all the tattoos. He's, yes, he's meant to be the kind of, uh, wow, he's really I, – I keep hearing the girls say, oh, but Ben's so funny. And I'm like, when has Ben been funny on this show? I hate that. That is such the the the, the curse of the – the pretty girl who like spends a lot of time with hot guys and finds one hot guy who's not as stupid and vapid as the other hot guys and has a little bit of personality <laughs> and says he oh he's so funny i love him because he's so funny really he's a funny guy yeah. there's a couple funny guys right here in your ear lady <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> we're taken but that's not the point um what did you i also hated the guy who was uh called himself the tedster uh, oh yeah, the, the, was he the guy that went all frat boy when he had too much to drink? 
Yeah, and he was the guy who paid a special close attention to his hair. Like he was sitting and looking and and putting that little pomade stuff in his hair to make the little spikes point up. Yeah, which yeah. is just so – I mean do you, you – I wonder if Cary Grant ever did that. Uh, I, I don't think so. Now there's a beautiful man who happened to be very funny. Yeah, I agree. Well, but you know the, I, I think what, what happens is people who are interesting become more attractive – People who are really funny are more attractive than person who is like super attractive who pretends to be funny. I think like the the yeah. pretty people who are boring are not attractive to me because they they drop all the way down to no man's land. To find a pretty woman who's got it all is like, please, they're not going to be on TV. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, yeah. They're certainly not going to be looking for love in a jungle. Is that what the show's called? Love in a jungle? Should be. Let's hashtag that. It's a spinoff. Love in an elevator. <laughs> uh, but you didn't care about the adventure or the lean to? No, the, the adventure is just so. They had to jump off. That's the other thing that I find funny is like, did you see? Like, they, so listeners that never watch this show, by the way. So we'll tell you all you need to know. So there's an adventure. That's the right. That's the half of the show is the adventure, and they have to go run around a jungle and uh, retrieve things, and then be the first to reach Jenny McCarthy, who is just. I thought that you know I kind of liked Jenny McCarthy prior to watching this show. I thought you know she was kind of quirky, good-looking girl, whatever. And now I just realized the 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 quirk is all an act. Oh yeah, yeah. There's nothing funny about her innately. She's performing to be funny. Yes. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's the classic like, oh, look, she's I like Jenny McCarthy because she's so goofy. She does goofy voices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the part one of the part of the adventure that I found most telling and, and, and funny was they reach this kind of cliff that they have to jump off. And it's a pretty steep, you know jump yeah and the only way down is to jump so they have to kind of conquer their fear and jump and so uh the, the one guy the marine pushes the girl off the cliff that was know, awesome kind of <laughs> like come on one two three shoves <laughs> <laughs> her and but what i found really funny is like the guys were trying to jump off the, the cliff and in a macho fashion you know what i mean yeah and then, like, they jump off the cliff, like, okay, all right, let's just do it. And they jump off the cliff. And then they do all these funny little, like, you know, for lack of a better word, like, really silly um, moves in the air to, you know, yeah, sort of make spin themselves their straight, right. where they look very unmacho. <laughs> and, and and then a couple of the guys did the thing that I think is the least macho looking thing to do is where you hold your nose. Yeah. <laughs> Why does anybody hold their nose when they jump into water? I've never understood that. I just loved watching these guys of muscle-filled freaks with, with their, you know, the, the, the perfect hair leaping off the cliff and then holding their nose as they go in. I thought that was just so funny. <laughs> See, now that's funny, Ben. You don't want to stick around for next week to see what happens when they introduce uh, seven more girls and one with breasts the size of the moons of Jupiter that apparently is what's causing the problems. <laughs> what a God, what a, you know, I guess turnabout is fair play in Love in the Jungle. But um, I, I thought, uh, yeah, it's so just kind of boring, right? I mean, even that device is boring. It's, it's, it's completely boring. And the, the problem, as always, 
is that the big dramatic part in every reality show is the part where somebody gets voted off or sent home. And there's nothing dramatic about that final couple's choice ceremony ever. No, no. Because it's if, like uh, they rarely swap. And when they do, it's it's usually not that interesting. No, and it's not that. It, it, there's never any like behind the scenes caddy let's get together stuff. The person who swap, swaps out can say, I, I'm going to I want to choose this person. And then they go, no. And then that's it. <laughs> OK, yeah. you go to the unmatched area. <laughs> oh, all right. You see, they got the, the actress got the booth. She was she was labeled as a yoga instructor, but she was so clear she was from Hollywood and she you know, tearing up and having raccoon eyes, having her mascara run down her face. It was all an audition oh. for God knows who. Oh, and she and that other girl wear head gear? Like yes. like what is that? Is that a new thing? The headband? It's a new trend. Yeah, the headband it, it's a it's a trend. I, I'm seeing girls in, in New York walking around with Headbands, so they look like Pocahontas. Oh no, really? Yes. <laughs> that that, should, <laughs> that right there, that oh no, should be like really our our station call tag. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> total exasperation. Yeah, yeah. Um, I heard you mention <laughs> another stupid show you're watching though. Yeah, I started watching Mob Wives, which is uh, there's a, the original Mob Wives follows a bunch of, um, and it's funny because they're not Mob Wives. They just happen like some of them happen to be related to gangsters, or their father was a gangster, but they're not all married to mobsters. Because hmm. um, I'd imagine that'd be frowned upon in La Costa Nostra. <laughs> I would think you'd but not this one, want to be on television. The original one is they're they're all from Staten Island, and they all like you know the daughter of you know. The, Ice pick bravado and you know whatever. Now these ones are all Chicago mob wise. And the, the first episode, of course, features this like complete catfighty brawl, which all these shows seem to feature now. So even that's getting played out, you know. And I love watching you know women that look like trannies ripping each other's hair out. But it, I was just watching, going, man. This is just – I felt the hand of the producer once again saying, OK, so nobody has a problem with beating the shit out of each other <laughs> Yeah. In this, in this really classy – like they're in a classy kind of restaurant in Chicago or a, a, um, a bar. And the women are like – you know, they, they get there and they obviously all hate each other and they're sitting around. And the first thing they do is like, let's get shots, shots. And like these women are in their 40s and they drink shots like they're at a, uh, you know, a frat party. And then they beat the shit out of each other, and they're all dressed to the nines, and it shows them getting their hair done and their makeup done. And I'm thinking, God, there's just nothing. And then they talk invariably about how classy they are. Yeah, well, it's I, I guess kind of tied into your Chris Brown Rihanna story. I, I think that's that's what people think needs to happen nowadays. That you need to be upscale and yet be real and scrappy. There's I'm, nothing real about – I mean I, I, I live a fairly real life and it's rare that I'm in a hair-pulling brawl. I haven't been in a hair-pulling brawl ever, I don't think. But we're I chicken men. I haven't thrown a bottle, a bottle at somebody in years. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that well, time when we lived together in LA and we went out and like you know we, we were going to some bar or something like that and we had – we had our four, which was our ritual. We would drink a forty of OE or something cheap because we had no oh, money. Oh yeah, that's right. That's and right. I, I threw the bottle. To I break remember it. that. Yeah, 
I and it was I threw it literally right in front of a cop. Like there was a cop car right there. Yeah, that's right. And I'm I'm shocked that I didn't get arrested. They just made me pick up all the shards of glass. <laughs> Well, I remember throwing it, and as I throw it, I looked at the cop, and I, the, before the bottle it even landed, I said, "I'm so sorry." <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. So funny. I, we were with someone too who reprimanded you. It's like Rob, what's mad with you? Like being the father, Dad, Rob. Yeah, I forget who that person was. Yeah, it was, it was. Yeah, and I had the, they made me pick up all the glass. <laughs> They should have done. <laughs> See, but that's that is the appropriate punishment for that, not to be put on television. You know, yeah, yeah. I should nowadays. If I had done that, I would have gotten my own TV show. Yeah, but you you shouldn't be arrested. You know, you shouldn't be uh, on television. You shouldn't get a news story about it. If somebody breaks a bottle, it should be like, dude, pick that up. <laughs> what, what's the matter with you? Clean that up. <laughs> far more interesting story watching Chris Brown and Drake have to pick up the broken bottles at the club <laughs> after hours. <laughs> on their hands and knees that would have been that's appropriate yeah totally picking it like a holding out one hand and picking a glass dropping it dropping it <laughs> into the other hand dropping it in exactly in front of their entourage so why have you started watching mob wives just because for the fights <laughs> okay fair enough <laughs> no i mean, it just i'm drawn to it you know it's like Bad television and me have this like love hate relationship. Like I cannot avoid the worst things that come come appear in my guide. I have to. I have to go there. I just I, I, I balance it out with some good shows. I'm watching uh, Girls. You, you, have you heard of that show? I've heard of that show. I, I haven't watched it though. It's that girl that was on Mad Men, right? Peggy's lesbian lover on Mad Men. She's on it. I don't know. No, I think these are. Yeah, maybe. Huh. Isn't it? I'll have to look for that. No, I think this is it follows these young girls living in New York and you know, and they're kind of it's like the 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 flip side to Sex in the City, where Sex in the City celebrated these fabulous lives these these young women in Manhattan live. This, this one celebrates the reality of what most young girls' lives are. They're broke and they they date douchebags and um yeah. Yeah, I've heard of it. I haven't watched it. But I don't you remember that character? I mean, it wasn't this season, it was last season. Like Peggy was getting involved with sort of bohemian hip people. Yeah. And then that girl yeah. would come and visit her and Yeah, isn't that the girl that's in Girls? Now that you mention it, I think it is. Okay. I didn't notice her from that though. All right. Well, Jesus. Well, speaking of Mad Men, since we're we're on What did you think? I thought the season finale was kind of ho hum. Uh, I always feel like the season finale of Mad Men is ho-hum, but what it always does is it makes me want to watch what happens next. Um, because... Yeah, the the last line was great of of the show when the woman asked Don if he's alone. Yeah, are you alone? Nice. See? And, and he clearly, I mean, uh, clearly, you know, if, if it will be no surprise to Megan next season if Don strays. Yeah. It should be no surprise. But will he? You know, will he? Or is he? Is he actually happy? Is he? Is has he moved on? Or what's you know? I got the distinct impression that he wasn't happy, especially with him walking. Like he's essentially walking away from her. Right. And well, he had a line line there where he says to Peggy, where he says, "You know, that's what I do. I, you know, I help somebody and help somebody to move on." Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was great. What did you think of the big penultimate episode with the shocking Lane Price twist? 
that was that was a heavy episode. I mean, the next day, my wife and I were like, we kind of looked at each other, and at the same time, we were like, kind of bummed about Lane dying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was bummed about that and too because I liked Lane. And then I, I I found my new line that I'm going to tell my wife. Like you know, if if anything ever goes wrong in my life, I'm like, listen, listen. You have, you have, there was no reason to ever fill a man like me up with ambition. <laughs> Good. Nice. Keep that in your pocket because there's nothing like conjuring, <laughs> conjuring up the image of someone dangling from an office door with a purpled face <laughs> to make someone See? think. That's what ambition gets you. Yeah. I'm not going there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I, I think it's interesting that we were going to talk about Mad Men. We were like, well, let's talk about Mad Men instead of these crappy shows. And then the, Mad Men is over now. And we only had like two or three shows during the run of it. But maybe we can start talking about Breaking Bad when it shows up. Have you been watching Breaking Bad, ooh, haven't you? Ooh. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm back in now. I, I can get it, so I'm excited. Um, so Love in the Jungle, um, any, any other things you notice? You have a keen eye for shit. <laughs> the, what I do notice about Love in the Jungle is that um, what you were talking about, the producer's hand, watch the mm -hmm. people in their uh, independent testimonials, the one where they're just one-on-one -on -one talking to the camera. Uh -huh. um, because it's always interesting if you watch them knowing that they're giving, they're being fed leading questions. And it's interesting to see the people who are pretending that they're making up stuff on their own, people who are not very, or who are just repeating the question stated as a statement. And then there was one dude, I forget which one he was, who like was so confused about what he was tr supposed to be saying. So it made it interesting that you could see him say something that kind of kind of made sense. But at the end, you could see him breaking up and like, a, was that what I was supposed to say? kind of way <laughs> so I, I love that kind of stuff that's why i love love in the wild because it's it's so it's not as bad as it used to be so I, it's a it, it it's not quite as interesting i've always said that really i love really bad television i love really great television and mediocre television bores me um mm. it's the same thing that uh listener dennis has said that uh he, he'll he'll watch a one star movie, but he won't watch a two star movie, right? That's the <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. Yeah, so Love in the Wild's kind of inching up to being a little better show than terrible. Um, kind of like Dating in the Dark became mediocre as opposed to being terrible the second season. Um, so can we just talk about the complete abuse and cheapening of the word ceremony that all these shows are <laughs> contributing to? Yeah, the couples. Couple's choice ceremony. <laughs> I mean, it's just they're they're a neither a ceremony or um, there's no even ritual attached to it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So the other thing is, did you did you recognize that guy Ken or is it just me? Ken. Which one? Refresh my memory. Which one's Ken? Well, I don't know. He's the tall guy. He's with the girl. The, the tall, tall, dark, and handsome guy. <laughs> yeah, he's the guy with the uh, the Eastern European or Spanish girl, the, the Ayana or Tayana or whatever. They were kissing in the hammock. Oh yes, yes. No, don't remember him. Why, where would I know him from? Well, that's Did what I don't know. That's I, I don't know if I know him because I know him or I know him because I've seen him on something else. It's I was hoping you would have said, oh, he was on Big Brother or something because I feel like I recognize huh. him. I, I, the one that looked familiar to me was the, the Asian chick. Oh, really? Interesting. She seems to have a She's from San Leandro. Oh, well, maybe you know her. 
know if that's where, though. She looked like she'd been on another show, like another dating show. Well, she looks like Tia Tequila. She's got that look to her. That's what it is. She looks like Tila Tequila. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. May that be her only claim to fame. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to tune in next week to see Love in the Wild because now there's going to be, you know, there's going to be 14 women to watch. So might as well see that. Although none of the women are like pretty or, you know, like there's no one that I go, wow, she's hot. Right. Yeah, I guess variety though. Spice of life. Why not? <laughs> Amen, brother. I got I I was told I looked like Paul Simon last night by this guy at a bar. Wow. That's a compliment? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of didn't feel that way. I was really angling for Adam Sandler. Oh, I don't I got uh, recently I've been told I look like Andy Dick, which I think is a horrifying insult. Yeah, but Paul Simon and Andy Dick. We're not doing too good. We need listeners. We need tell us we look better than those two. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, so I understand you want a big league a bit here, Rob, or should we just get the yeah, hell out of here? Let's bees wheeze or whatever you call it. <laughs> last week. Um, actually, this this not big leaguing too much this week. I went out last night, saw my first band in New York City in a long time, so that was fun. Interesting band. They were called Yamatanka slash slash Titan. And they were very, very theatrical. They all came out wearing like kind of like white, almost kabuki type makeup. Uh-huh. And they, but the music was very interesting. The music actually kind of rocked. And there was one one woman that was banging like a boudron, you know, one of those big Irish drums. And there was somebody else that was playing a kettle drum. And then you know there was a guitar player that was playing like some shredding licks. And they were just very uh, interesting, and the music was good. It was very arty. It was an arty band. I like those every now and then. Mm. Kind of a nice little break from the, you know, three chords and the truth type of stuff. Right. Okay. But that was fun, and I ended up having too many drinks, and it took me forever to get home on the subway. Oh, I live like where I live is um, I'm on the Upper West Side, and where most of my time I have a feeling is going to be spent seeing music and stuff like that is on the lower east side so i could not be further away from my my train lines and my apartment so it it took me a while to get home i had to traipse and transfer trains and yada yada but it was still better than the bus yeah well and that's good for you i think it's good for you to to get about the city move around new york is a is a is a thriving metropolis and i would hate for you to be constrained to the upper west side yeah, yeah, no, definitely not. I mean, I, I will be getting so that was fun. But this weekend actually is going to be big in that. I think we're going to see a free show in Central Park. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Kurt Vile, a friend of the show, Kurt Vile. Oh, um, is going to be opening for a band called Dawes, which I've never seen, and they're playing for free in Central Park. Don't go if you're listening to this in New York because I want to make sure that I get in. Nice. And uh, my uh, bro- my sister and brother-in-law are going to come into the city, see our apartment. He's handy, Jason, something I am not. He he is uh, was worked as a super before, so he knows how to install things. He can, he can hang things on brick. So all of our artwork and stuff is going to be out of boxes and onto walls. I'm very excited. It's going to make this place a home. Nice. Make use of him. Get that green yeah, wall up. absolutely. We're gonna, I'm going to have him slap some paint on the green wall. And then on Sunday, we're going to brunch. We're doing brunch. That's what people do on the Upper West Side is they go to brunch. Oh, that's nice. Okay, well, big league. This isn't big league. Okay. Last, yesterday, 
In addition to going and seeing the music beforehand, I went for a nice 45-minute run in Central Park around the reservoir. Yes, I think I look more like Dustin Hoffman than Paul Simon, and that's what I was doing. I was running around like the Marathon Man, the reservoir. Beautiful, and I got a good workout in. So, did you see Howard Stern? Like, Howard Stern runs around the park. Oh, does he really? No, I didn't. Uh, I haven't. The only star sighting is uh, Matt Dillon so far. So, that's pretty. That's a pretty sizable star. That's a good. And he's actually quite sizable. He's got a big head, and he's put on some weight. Hmm. Okay. Well, congratulations. What about you? Dylan. Big, big league in L.A., Jace. Uh, well, league, this weekend, tonight, uh, which is Thursday night as we're recording the show, a uh, friend of the show, Alicia Witt, is going to be here in town. She's been touring to promote her new CD, um, which is actually a live CD from Rockwood. She's uh, got it uh, pressed, and she did some sort of fundraising thing. And in her fundraising thing, she actually raised enough money to record a studio CD. So she's kind of doing a celebratory tour, which is ending up here in Los Angeles. So I'll be going to see her at the Hotel Cafe tonight. You know the Hotel Cafe. Yeah, I love that place. That's a great, great venue. Uh, yeah. So um, hopefully listener Dave will be able to go with me. Otherwise, I'll be with myself, which is always kind of a drag to sit around by myself and then walk up after the yeah, show. Yeah, I go to shows by myself. And it, it's only fun when they're performing. And then it's the time before and after when you're literally by yourself. That's not fun. Yeah. Well, and then also because I, I, I know her. So i got to come up and say, hey, after the show. And it's always sort of awkward to be standing there by myself as a bunch of People, you know, Alicia Witt is a, 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 a rather famous celebrity. So there's always people who are just there to get her to sign their DVD of Urban Legend, you know, which is always kind of uh-huh, awkward. Uh-huh. Um, so and then I always feel like I'm standing there by myself, you know, but whatever. Um, yeah, it's nice to bring people too to these things because you be like, look, I brought some people, and then they're like, oh, thank you so much for bringing people. Yeah, right, exactly. So, and listener Dave has joined me before at uh, at one of her performances. So, and I haven't seen her in a while, and I'll support her CD. So, going to see Alicia tonight, and uh, then I don't really have many plans this weekend. Sunday is Father's Day, um, so I will uh, probably be doing something on Father's Day, being a father. Um, that's about it, really. I'm planning on sleeping. I hope to sleep a lot. I've been waking up at 4.30 in the morning for the past, like, week Oof. and a half. Uh, just uh, for reasons I will leave up to you, the listener's imagination. Wow. Does it involve elbow tit? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I've, I've been... Um, yeah, so I've been I've had a really strange sleep cycle for a little while here. I've been slightly obsessed. Um, so I'm hoping to sleep. Well, listen to this show. Might help you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I'm falling asleep already. Z, Z, Z. Okay, that's it. Uh, well, good show, Rob, I guess. I'm sure it'll be funny yeah, when we well, listen I, back I to enjoyed, it. <laughs> I enjoyed myself. Okay, good. Well, at least we're back at it. Practice makes perfect. Thanks for joining us, <laughs> listeners. Uh, we'll... Um, Talk to you next week. That was good. <laughs> We're gonna talk at you next week. Bye. In time, may you have as much elbow tape as your heart desires. Can you tell me what the they said? Did you hear? What the they said? Can you hear? What the they said? Audible hopes you have enjoyed this program.